Hello, my fellow music lovers. I'm Alison Hagendorf, and welcome to the show. This is where we celebrate the universal love of music and the rock and roll spirit that lives in each of us. The majority of my guests on the show will be musicians, but we will be having actors, athletes, personalities who simply just love music and embody that rock and roll spirit, such is the case today. I am so excited to have my friend, actor slash model, Zoolander anyone, Brock O'Hearn is here. Brock is a beautiful being inside and out. We talk all about how music saved his life, how music fuels his workouts, how Fabio sought him out, why an attitude of gratitude is the key to success, and what his next big role is going to be. It all starts now. I am so glad you're here. And I was thinking about it, like, how did we originally connect? And I I, I remember it's on Instagram, and I saw a picture of you or a video of you, and I, I don't know if it was served to me or what, but, like, I'm sure people saw this picture of you, and you're like, wow, like, his luscious locks or his bulging biceps. But for me, it was, like, your love of Led Zeppelin. I think you, like, yeah. I think you chose, like, a Led Zeppelin song for the real. I'm like, he sees me. <laughs> he sees he's my kind of people. Yeah. And literally, we connected just from our love of music. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I grew up with all that music, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful that I did, too, you know, yeah. especially especially nowadays, because it just doesn't get old. It um, doesn't. Yeah, and music to me is... It's everything, especially someone who works in film and TV. You know, it's without a good score, you know, right. the soundtrack and, and even just the workouts. Like, I, would, I wouldn't be able to be in shape right now if there wasn't music. If Led Zeppelin didn't exist, I wouldn't be me today. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I wouldn't be me today either, but yeah. a little bit different. Do you work out to Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Who, first of all, oh, yeah. who's your who's your favorite artist of all time, or who or your go to? Who's like a go to for you? I love listening to Robert Plant. Yes. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, um, I've seen him live a few times, and I just love his exploration of music, you know, yes. and, and the, what he's willing to do to find new new sounds. You know, um, he's incredible. So that's probably like one of my favorites. I would say. Even his new yeah. stuff with Alison Krauss, I love. I love yeah, the yeah. solo stuff. I love their stuff together. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's got great hair. He also great has hair. great hair. <laughs> I, I, I remember the first time I saw him live, I was like, is that Zeus? <laughs> I feel like it might it be. It is. Yeah. It was. Yeah. 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 yeah he, he is one of a kind. Zeppelin's my favorite band of all time. Um, who else do you love? I mean, I love I hold all You're kinds of You're a music person. I love music, yeah. I mean, that was when I was a kid. Uh, growing up, I mean, I grew up with Alice in Chains and Pantera and Iron Maiden, yes. uh, as you're wearing. Um, and that was just the music I fell in love with. And I remember even seventh grade, I would finish school, I would go home and I would put on Guns N' Roses. They had a live tour, uh, to world tour, but it was in Tokyo. And it was, I just fantasized and dreamed of being that one day, you know, yes. and, and I ended up moving so much and not having consistency as far as like any kind of skills or crafts that T I could kind of Tell me about that. Cause yeah. I know that about you that. Even like, was it in high school you moved even like nine times? Yeah, Tell yeah. me more about that. Yeah, no, I just, uh, it, it was wild. My family, my parents were divorced and there was five kids in our immediate family. And then it's, there's nine of us total, uh, if you count wow. half and step and all that. And so it was just a lot of people. I mean, a lot of kids, a lot of moving, a lot of different locations and stuff. And uh, I ended up, yeah, high school was nine times. That's crazy. Middle school That's was, a hard time also to have to have, yeah. have so much change. It was a, it's a lot of change and it's definitely something that helped me uh, grow as a person because up until I was probably a sophomore in high school when I found working out uh, and I started to build a little bit of confidence, I was the most shy, insecure, like I couldn't have a conversation with a guy or a girl. I couldn't, oh, wow. like I would freeze up. I, I couldn't find the words because I always thought I was going to say the wrong thing and not saying anything made it even more awkward, right? Wow. But so ask, insecure about yeah. what you would say? Yeah, just in general. I think just the way that I showed up. but but finding working out and you know diving into music as well uh just finding things that i really identified with and loved i realized moving by the end of my uh you know sophomore year moving into junior and senior i realized i loved acting because i yeah. would move to these new schools and i'd play characters just in my everyday life right uh, that's interesting yeah so that that part it played into it but it also helped me open up and and be able to have a conversation with anybody i've met hundreds and thousands of kids in high school when most people have their one school or their one niche yeah. you know i i got to meet tons of people and uh it's definitely helped me as an actor i think too but i've i've always just enjoyed you know putting on a character and and moving i love i love traveling i love moving i also feel like high school is such that imprinting age where yeah. like usually it's what you listen to in high school you just like 
you know, middle school and high school is like that music that stays part of you forever. Yeah. You know, um, did you use music to kind of get through all of this change or was that like the constant for you? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a big part of it because, you know, music invokes so much emotion yeah. um, and there's memories attached to it, too. If I hear a song I haven't heard in 10 years, it takes me right back to where I went. Right. Uh, yeah. So that was definitely a huge part of it. And then uh, I never got to follow through with it, but ended up getting really into emo music when I was in I high school, it. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which was a lot of fun. And I was playing drums for a bit and, and tried guitar, never really connected with me, but I loved it because it was something that I could kind of pick up and be quiet about. The neighbors hated the drums. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was, didn't really have any electric drum sets at the time. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good expression. It's, it's a lot of fun, but for me, it's always been listening, listening, the visualization and just mm -hmm. getting lost. I mean, you could put on an album and put it on repeat, one that you love, like Alice in Chains. Uh, I could listen on, I probably listen thousand times before I was 11, you know? Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. So and what about in the gym? What do you put on? Yeah. I mean, it depends on how I'm feeling. Yes. Um, my go-to, if I'm really trying to move some weight around and do something is uh seek and destroy with Metallica. Yeah. So that's one. Uh, then, then again, sometimes I put on a little T Swift, you know, <laughs> switch it up a bit. I love it. I, I love I, that. I have a huge variety. You're like the full gamut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite move in the gym? Like what move are you like psyched to do? Uh, just picking things up and putting them down. Yeah. Yeah. I, love that. Um, I think it's, it depends on what my goals are at the time. If I'm trying to get lean, I really mm -hmm. focus on uh, doing the right kind of cardio, preserving as much muscle. Obviously, the nutrition is a huge part of it. But yeah, no, I mean, I just, I do more of like a, a bodybuilding split kind of because mm -hmm. I was a very skinny guy. Uh, I, I always, remember listening to this when I was young about Kirk Cobain, how insecure he was about it, how skinny he yes. was, at least from, from what I'd heard. And I was like, I don't think I could identify with someone more than, wow. than that. I was 6'3", 135 pounds, felt completely uncomfortable in my own skin. Um, and where he went with music, I, not even close, but I went with my body and I yeah. put all my energy into that. And, and no matter how many times people told me I couldn't do it, I was like, I don't care. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to keep doing it. And then Took about five or six years, but I finally found out how to put some muscle on, which was nice. But that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. You have that rock and roll spirit, though. You really, really do. I think yeah. you are a hundred percent self-made. I mean, I think that you you come from humble beginnings, moving all around and finding your own way, and like you created yourself physically yeah. and from a business perspective too. I mean, it's really admirable. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, thank you. It's, I mean, with the music, that's what I used to draw when I was young. Was me in shape on stage, you know, wow. play, playing guitar, drums or whatever it was. Um, that was my dream and my vision. And now I'm like, well, I didn't become a musician. I still stuck with art, which is now my art form is acting, acting. And, and filmmaking. I was like, maybe I'll get to um, now. My next goal is going to be playing that character in a film, you know, or a show or whatever it may be. So at you least I can kind of live it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really amazing. I still want to see it through, you know, of course. Yeah. Now, before you, I mean, you've been acting, you said like through high school must kind of like taught you to, to love acting, but you got your start mostly with modeling. Would you say, was that like your first, what was your sort of first? Yeah. Well, I know that you're accredited with popularizing the man bun, yeah, which yeah. you know, I did not realize. Yeah, yeah. No, but you, I, you I do have a photo that. for people to see just in case. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, <laughs> if no, they no, were no. not aware. Um, tell me like this whole <laughs> phenomenon that happened because I was unaware of this, but it, it sort of pro provided an initial platform in some ways. No, a hundred percent. Um, it's funny because it became something that I never stopped hearing after the, after the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah. And it's still to this day is with me, you know, yes. but, um, no, I, uh, I was introduced to social media, Instagram, like a year or two after it was created. I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't see the point of it, you know, and, and everyone was like, oh, if you double tap this, you get a, you get a heart and then it's a like, and I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just keep hitting that if the goal is to get as many as possible? Right. I didn't understand it. Right. A friend of mine told me it was going to change my life and yada, 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 whatever. So she ends up making me an account. I become obsessed with learning how this thing works. Uh, learning the algorithms from, from the front end of it. Um, and then putting out content and seeing what it did. And I saw like how people were branding themselves. And I was a personal trainer at the time. I was trying to grow that business. So I started off in fitness and I realized, okay, well, I want to brand myself more. I started doing all these different videos. Uh, I was like me, me surfing, me play, playing, trying to play guitar. I was like, <laughs> you know, me, me doing whatever I could think of at the time. And that day I just landed on when I, I'm out of ideas, let's put, <laughs> let's put my hair up. Amazing. And it just, I woke up in the morning with, you know, I had no followers and nothing on Facebook and, Overnight, it was 100,000 on Facebook and 300,000 on Instagram, and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And 
it opened up every door I could ever, you know, ask for. And I'm grateful for that. And, and that's where the platform came in handy with networking, with opening my doors, getting into modeling because I wanted to do acting, but modeling was the first thing where I was right. like, well, <laughs> I don't have to open my mouth. I can kind of just stand yeah, there, right? Let's go with it. But then when I started acting, I ended up absolutely hating modeling. I can't, I can't stand, you know, just if it doesn't feel real anymore, I, I, it doesn't work for me. Um, but obviously if there's a gig involved, uh, it pays nice. Do it. No, if it's something I care about, I'm, I'm all about it. But, um, yeah, no, it just kind of, uh, organically happened and it changed my life. Honestly, it really did. I've, uh, Look, thank you, mom. Uh, whoever gave me whoever gave me this hair, thank you. Uh, well, I I have done some modeling myself. I have not had the success that you've had, but I would like to just a little shout out to myself to remember because I just had a baby. Insane. So this, even though this is only about three four years ago, to me it was like a long time ago because I I've been you know in mom in mom land. A lot's happened since then. Right? Lots happened, yeah. but I just wanted to bring that up. But then one more thing I have to show of you is that you've also inspired. <laughs> romance novel covers, which is pretty iconic. I mean, do you ever have those moments where you're like, <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, this is like, this is no joke. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that, <laughs> <that's so fun. laughs> yeah, I think with the hair and the muscles, it kind of comes hand in hand, right? But um, well, first off, I have to say you are hands down one of the most fit people I've ever seen. Oh. And I'm like, she she rocks, she, she's fit, like she's a badass all around. So thank you. That's thank awesome. You. And uh, it definitely shows. But uh, you inspire me so much. You really, really do. You really is on, on multiple levels. I appreciate you, really you saying do. that. I'm just trying to be the best version of me, you know, and whatever that is. And um, I know that we're kind of one way or another all in this together. And, and my philosophy is always going to be. One, leave people better than how I found them if I can. And, and uh, I heard this one time from a friend of mine. He said, every step I take is an opportunity to do good uh, or to leave people better than how I found them. And it just stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to ever have a platform or even if it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, whatever it is, I got to realize why I'm there. If I'm there to learn something, if I'm there to teach something, if we're just supposed to be going passing, if we become lifelong friends, whatever it may be, to be cognizant of that. But no matter what, be kind. You know? I love that. We subscribe to the same. I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel the same way. It's like it's like it's everything. It's just making those human connections. Absolutely, yeah. And that's it's like music too. It brings people mm -hmm. together, right? There's a reason that people fill stadiums with hundred thousand people uh, to listen to music. You know, of course, it brings people together, and that's a huge part of us being here. I think you know. I love that you once said that you know you started modeling. It just you know kind of came naturally and organically, but it was really acting that gave you that feeling. It yeah. sort of gave you like a freedom almost. Tell me more yeah. about that feeling. Absolutely. Um, yeah, acting was something that it helped me with self-discovery of myself. Uh, I'm always focusing on growing, becoming a better version. And there's no, I don't see an end to acting. There's always something else, something more that I can improve on, grow on, uh, a different character. Um, and it just... It was the first time it's, – it's like riding a motorcycle to me where I have to be so in it for it to be good, for it to be right. real, for it to be like I, I can't focus on anything else. You can't be texting while you're riding. And, and I you know, have friends that do it every now and again. I, we're gonna, I'm not going to talk on that actually. You know what? But um, it's, it's something that like I, I have to be there and it makes me so present in that one moment that there's the freedom. Yeah. You know, there's the – you know, there is nothing else but this moment but the now. And to me, that is, you know, that is true freedom. You know, it's, it's, we're here now. Nothing else matters, you know? That's beautiful. I actually kind of like the motorcycle being like a metaphor. Yeah. I, when I, I used to be in a band myself and I used to ride on the back of my guitarist's motorcycle to get to practice. Yeah. And this is a random thing about me, but I love the feeling of riding so much that I would fall asleep. No way. How dangerous is that? <laughs> That's like, pretty dangerous. Literally, like, yeah. I find that feeling to be so, meditative and therapeutic that yes. I would literally, and I, I, I'm actually an insomniac. So the fact that I can't sleep in a bed at night, but I could sleep on the back of a motorcycle is just something like deep That's there. Wild. But I get that feeling of loving and being present and like you can't do anything else. Like you're just yeah. so in the moment. There's something so liberating about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, again, that's, I mean, maybe I'm just attracted to things like that as well. Um, but there is a freedom in that too. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's it's wild. I, I better not get in the habit of falling asleep on the motorcycle. But, <laughs> I think that but, would be unique to me. I don't yeah. know if that's like a condition, like falls asleep on the back of motorcycles. But. I, I have more friends that I think get heart attacks riding them than uh, or, or the anxi anxiety. Isn't that of it. weird that I'm so calm on it? I don't yeah. know. Like 
I don't know. We'll have to see. I haven't, awesome, I haven't been on a bike for a while, but maybe we'll have to test it out, you and I. There you go. I want to talk about your role uh, in Young Rock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Hulk Hogan. First of all, which is so interesting is that Hulk Hogan is also 6'7". Are you guys the same height? I haven't met him yet, but yeah, yeah. From everything I read, 6'7", but yeah. <laughs> in the height of his career, um, he probably weighed 100 pounds more than me, though. Yeah, he was, he was large. Boy. He was large. Very big boy. Um, and I think I, I was, I've, I've studied him so much now. I it's bet. like I, I, I bet can, you know everything. Yeah, write him. a whole story on him. But um, – yeah, it said that he lost like probably three or four inches of height just from how many times he slammed on the mat because uh, oh, his finisher is like God. a you know a leg drop kind of. But um, so he just compacted his spine over time and oh, and my God. oh my God, that doesn't sound like fun, man. No. So I think I got a couple inches on him now, but but <laughs> he's a oh he's a mountain of a man, that's for sure. Also, what about he was a musician? Yeah. Yeah, he was in a band. Where that was one of the first things that I one I didn't know, and then I found out. And it helped me with developing the character because at the end of the day, that guy is a performer. Yes. You know, whether it's music, whether it's on stage in front of thousands of people as, you know, Hulk Hogan. Uh, he's also, from everything I was reading, hyper intelligent, very kind, yes. you know, uh, and, and very cognizant of, of how he shows up and, and every movie makes. So um, pretty badass that he's uh, awesome that he that. was a, a musician, too. Yeah, it's he cool. He was in a band called like The Ruckus or something. And yeah. he said like. That's when he knew he loved the feeling of entertaining, like you said. Like yeah. he's an entertainer, he's a performer. Yeah, that is so cool. That's I know. Awesome. I did my own little deep dive. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Every one of my friends who's a musician, it's it's the feeling of being on stage that I haven't had. I've been on stage with friends who are musicians. I've been in front of thousands of people, but I'm not the one conducting. You know, and they say it's one of the best feelings you can have. I feel like there's nothing that can compare to that. Yeah. I just feel like there's always this feeling you come on stage. And you're pre you're presenting your music that you wrote, and then yeah. people are singing your lyrics back to you. I just feel wow. like that must be the most surreal feeling ever. Yeah. I also wish I were a rock star. Like that's yeah, what I, yeah. that's what I do in my alternate life. But instead, I just hear stories from them. Tell you what, we come back. Uh, let's make a band let's together. It'd be, be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or we just do that now. <laughs> we do it now. We could. Yeah. We know enough people to help us learn quickly. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things about acting too. Is is I don't feel like there's anything I can't do. I might not be able to do things well, right? but I, I feel like there's the ability to learn and adapt and to grow and, and stepping into that without fear or maybe being a little fear and if that's a motivator for you too, but uh, stepping into it and just taking on the challenge. I, I, I feel that, like yeah. we're fully more capable than than we even see a lot of times. And uh, who's to say, you know, I've, I have a friend of mine who he's one of the biggest producers, Tyler Thompson in, mm -hmm. uh, in Hollywood. He's absolutely crushes it. Well, in the last two years, he decided he wants to sing and, and learn how to, you know, play guitar, learn how to sing. He's, wow. he's fully going on tour now and, and doing the whole thing. So he's just something that, you know, it's always had inside him and he found out how to do it. Good for him. Yeah. I love that people who've like changed careers, created their lives at any age. Yeah. You know, I mean, Rich Roll is a great example of that. He like turned his life around. I think it was like 40, um, but he's, it, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, didn't Clint Eastwood not like start get his first like directorial like debut at 40? You know, so it's like age is just a number. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things to look up too is uh, the different ages that people really, you know, hit like Morgan Freeman, you know, right. later, later in his life and, uh, you know, Oprah Winfrey. And there's, there's a couple people that are a little bit later on, but um, yeah, it's not, it's not. I think we get too busy comparing ourselves to other people and, and what someone else's success is at an early age, you know, because there's people that are a lot younger than me that have way more success and even in the same field. And I'm, I've caught myself multiple times, especially when I was younger, being like, why, why is it not me? You know, like what I'm, and what I say now um, is I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be when yes. I'm supposed to be there. So regardless of what life, where life has taken me for whatever reason, maybe I'm supposed to meet someone, meet the love of my life at one point, you know, or uh, maybe my career is supposed to hit at a certain point. Because I knew if there's things now that have happened to me that I'm so grateful for in, in my career and my life, that if they happened to me five, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been ready for it. Right. You know, so at the end of the day, like we're all here and whatever happens is is going to happen. doesn't mean don't work your ass off. Of course. Sorry, I don't know if I can cuss or not. Yeah. But yeah, just keep keep working towards your dreams, whatever they are. And then we both agree that, you know, you create your own luck because it's really, it's your preparation that, that combines with opportunity that, that yeah. creates luck. So it's like you have to, like you said, work your ass off, yeah. like put in the, the hours, put in the time and, and do the focus and the opportunities will arise. You sort of create your own luck. Yeah. And, and that's if. 
there's this whole uh, study or theory, I guess, about, um, you know, people like that. Are they great because they're great or is it because of the timing and the opportunity that happened in that moment that made them great, you know? And it's uh, it could be a mixture of both, I think. But some of the most impressive people, it's like, well, if you weren't at that place at that time, you know, your life wouldn't have gone that way. So who knows? Yeah. Timing is everything. It's actually yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, it is. I also want to congratulate you about the Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, you know, it's, it's, it's a series that's coming, a History of the World Part Two, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a sequel to the 1981 movie. Yeah, yeah. To see your name amongst these iconic actors, I mean, how does that feel? Do you have these moments where, like, I'm doing it? Yeah, well, that's – it's. I was thinking about that on the ride over here. Um, it's – I feel like I'm at a midpoint in my career, you know, and I, I've – gone up this uphill battle for so long and I've really done all the work that I can. And, and now I'm more focused than I've ever been, but, um, I'm finally getting some, some headroom, you know, like I, I'm playing Hulk Hogan, you know, with so on the rock show, uh, with the rock and, and now I'm on Mel Brooks show and, and, uh, it's pretty surreal because some of my past work is what brought that, uh, along. So I did the righteous gemstones and, and they were fans of that show and that's, they sent me this letter and it was, you know, we're, we're big fans of your work. And, and it was out of nowhere, you know, it was absolutely out of nowhere, but like, can you be on set in two days or whatever? Yeah. I'm like, I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Like I'm there know? right now. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm there. Yeah. And so it was this, this huge, you know, uh, letter that I wasn't expecting to get. And they put my name next to all these other people that were excited to have you on. And I was like, Jack Black and Nick Kroll wow. and Wanda Sykes and Sarah. So it was, the list just went on and on and on. And I'm sitting here like, is this really happening right now? Like, yeah. I'm going to frame this first off. Uh, and second, this is going to be a wild ride. You know, this is going to be so much fun. And we went there and not knowing what to expect. They didn't know what to expect from me. I'm walking into a set that I have no idea what's going on. And uh, I just made sure I gave the best performance I could and, and showed up and, and worked as hard as I possibly can. I'm a big, big fan of hard work. I, I love it. And I think we elevated it and we made it more fun. And uh, I was opposite at one uh, one point of a majority of the cast, but also, uh, uh, Emily Ratajkowski, I have a lot of scenes with, and she's so great. She's so funny. Um, but I, my, I'm playing a action hero, Jesus, and she's Mary Magdalene. And we have some really funny scenes together. So I'm <laughs> excited for it to come out. And there's another thing that, um, I, we haven't announced yet, but when you tune into the show, uh, you may recognize me again at some point, but, uh, uh I'm not going to say what it is. It's going to be a fun surprise, but okay. it'll be first episode. You'll see it. It's, it's, Amazing. it's an, it was an absolute honor to be a part of that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Talk to me about nerves. Do you get nervous? Oh yeah. 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 So how do you sort of channel that? Um, I think it's one of those things that before, uh, it still has that shy kid in me, you know, and being in front of people, uh, can kind of invoke that feeling, but it depends on what I'm doing. Cause there'll be times where I'm sitting across the biggest actor I could possibly be doing, doing a scene. And I'm, I feel as comfortable as you can possibly be. And then you put me across someone who it's their first day on the job and, and I'm like nervous cause I don't know why I'm nervous, yeah. you know? So <laughs> it's kind of hit or miss, but what I found is the more I do, uh, and the more comfortable I get, the less that comes. So I think over time, it's probably going to be nothing uh, or very little. You know, maybe from time to time, I'll get, I'll get nervous. But what I do is uh, sometimes is breathing techniques. Uh, but the main thing I do is I just go work out and, and then I'm clear. Yeah. Talk to you a little bit about that because – so first of all, are you, are you working out every single day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like every day? Yeah, yeah. Like two a days? Sometimes two a days. The role you're working for or is yeah. it like, you, like a mental outlet for you or both? Both. Yeah. It's a mental outlet. It's depending on what my goals are. If I'm trying to maintain, if I'm trying to build, if I'm trying to cut, I'm definitely doing two a days. I'll split up my cardio and my weight lifting sessions. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it was the only constant I had as a kid. Yeah. So when I finally found working out first, it was movies and music. Mm -hmm. Um, and those were things I could do kind of anywhere, listen and, and watch and, Eventually, it was it was working out, and I took that everywhere with me. You know, if, so awesome. if I didn't have a gym, I can bust out two hundred push ups right here. Let's go. So. I'm the same way. I feel fortunate that I had that love of fitness. Yeah, I, like my I turned my garage into basically a CrossFit gym. That's awesome. It was from the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, we're not going to go to the gym for a while, so I need to like create my own gym, and like now I feel very like autonomous that I have that at home. Smart move. But it is it is a constant. It's one of yeah. my pillars as well. I feel yeah. grateful for it because yeah. there's a lot of people who 
don't like fitness. They haven't found something that resonates with them. They don't know what to do. Even if they go to the gym, they don't know what to do. So yeah. I feel fortunate that, like like you said, just bang out like 200 push-ups. Exactly. I've had a few injuries over the time. And my uncle, uh, he was in the Special Forces for 25 years. And he's oh. been blown up a few times and had a couple of crazy experiences. But um, he said to me one time, because I had all these injuries and I couldn't work out. At least in my mind, I couldn't work mm-hmm. out, right? And he goes, what happens when you stop moving? I'm like, I, uh, I don't know. You you stop moving. Like, what, what do you mean? He's like, when you stop moving, you're dead. Yeah. And so thinking of that moving forward for me is, is I may not be able to do as much as I could before, but I can still do something. Yeah. And I owe it to myself to do that and to see what my body's capable of, but also for, you know, the mental clarity and, and, you know, just keeping up with it all. Like what happened is I stopped working out and those injuries became worse, worse. and worse. And it, yeah. it, it I, if you can move, move, you know? Believe me, I'm subscribing to that now because I just had a baby a couple months ago. And when you identify yourself as an athlete, you know, your whole life, and then you can't do what you're used to doing, it can yeah. do something to your, your mind. You oh, know? absolutely. So, you know, whether it's an injury or having a child, <laughs> you need to sort of like, re- you know, recognize they're always a work in progress. And it's yeah. like you said, it's, I can get down that I can't squat 230 that I was able to do at one point yeah. or that I can actually squat at all, you know, with yeah. like my body. So it's about just like showing ourselves grace, Absolutely. you know, and being patient with ourselves yeah. and just to know that we're always a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. Absolutely. You know? Amen to that. Yeah. It's like, it's like one, st- one step at a time, one day at a time. Exactly. And, and that's my mentality with it too is, you know, you might not be able to do as much as you could at one point, but if you give 100% yourself every single day, whatever that is, whether that only equals 10% of what your normal yeah. 100 is, or if it's a 20 or 50, whatever it may be, you're moving forward still. Yeah. And it's that progression and that uh, focus that really makes all the difference versus if you didn't do anything or you're like, you know, I can't go to the gym, I don't feel good, whatever, let me just scarf a bunch of pizza and, and eat bad. <laughs> right, and then you're like, right. well, now you're working a negative deficit. Yes. So I think as long as you keep trying uh, to move forward, It'll benefit you no matter what. I even found a new love of walking. You yeah. know, in the past, I'd be like, oh, walking, it's like not enough because I was all about intensity and like yeah. all or nothing. But now I find the beauty of walking and just like you said, just it's moving, great. literally moving. Yeah. Um, I find that's a gift. I find yeah. I'm like grateful now. It's an attitude of gratitude. See, yeah. Um, and once you always have that attitude of gratitude, you're happier. Absolutely. Yeah. And things happen for you. I find, yeah. I I try to explain that to a lot of friends and um, a lot of them get it. A lot of them are getting there as well. But when I changed my mind to a gratitude mindset of I'm grateful for everything that's gone right and everything that's gone wrong, um, regardless of whatever it is, I find that there's lessons in in most things, almost everything. And uh, that gratitude, though, has transformed my life uh, tenfold to where, you know, I'm grateful that this bad thing happened or this injury happened because it's given me a moment to reassess and show like how I show up in the world, even physically, you know, and and what I've been doing wrong or different that doesn't work for me now that may have served me back in the day. Um, But what serves me now and and that gratitude is just, you know, I'd rather wake up and be happy every day, you know, if I have the choice, which we do. One of the mantras I say is I'm grateful for all that I have and all that I don't have, Mm. you know, and I feel like that's sort of like is a little bit of a wake up call just to realize how much you do have. Yeah. And how, every, like you said, everything worked out. Things yeah. that you thought, oh, I didn't get that. It was like for the better, you know? Absolutely. Do you have any mantras that you live by or? Uh, I mean, I love quotes. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, um, one of my favorites is bring your own uniqueness into the world. That's beautiful. Uh, and and to, to thine own self be true. So those are two that I really enjoy. And um, yeah, no, it's just, it's it's all the things in that scope. You know, I I, I remember learning when I was young that your subconscious is most active right before sleep and right after you wake up. And so I would put quotes, all these different quotes on my, uh, on my ceiling. So as soon as I open my eyes, I read it. And, um, I think it's funny that I I really love deep quotes, Mm -hmm. but I put this one that in a way is deep, but it says a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. And every time I have, I'm faced with some kind of challenge or whatever it is, um, I literally can see all I, and I put them on these big, you know, eight by 12 papers. So it it took up most of my ceiling and it wrote it in big red writing, but I can see it every single day, you know? And so it was just having it in front of me and remembering, don't be a quitter, you know, uh, or I'm not going to get to where I go and I'm a big dreamer. So, uh, I think, you know, don't quit and keep going, work hard and stay humble.
What else do you like to do if you're not doing the podcast, if you're not acting, you're not riding your bike, working out? What else do you like to do? Um, like you don't have much time. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess you find time when you can. Um, yeah, besides training and stuff like that too. Uh, I'm working on an app, a fitness app right now, which Amazing. yeah, which is Brock O'Hearn Fit. Uh, very clever name, I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just played off, you know, what I've already been doing and something I want to do for years. And uh, I just, I've always been a fan of, you know, when I learned as much as I could about fitness at a young age, I would ask people in the gym that were in shape. And I just remember to this day, they wouldn't give me any info, you know, like they wouldn't, they didn't want to help. And it's obviously different now and how we digest information, yeah. how much is out there. But I've always had that urge to help people. Um, and I know how much fitness means to me and how much has affected millions and millions of people's lives. And now it's my turn to give that back in, in that. the best way that I know how, you know, so, um, that'll be launching this year. And, That's incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's my, my whole thing is, you know, it's the same thing with film for me, you know, uh, it was something special to me that helped me get through it was my, my ultimate escape as a kid, you know, and, and I wanted to give that back, you know, and I wanted to tell stories and, and, you know, make movies that people can escape into and give them, whether it's an hour or two hours of it out of their day. Um, I want to give that back. It's the same thing with fitness. You know, it's kind of everything in a way that I do is, is, is that, you know. I relate. I, I feel like for me, it's music. It's probably yeah. music's my medicine. And I know what it's done for me and how, I, how it makes me feel. Mm. So I like to tap into the music fan, you know, and, and everyone and to help connect artists and their fans. It's just that it's, it's a beautiful language um, that's timeless and, yeah. can, and can help us get through everything. You also said something that really resonated with me that you said, don't expect to receive. Yeah. And I feel the same way. It, like You said something like, just give everything you can yeah. and then just don't expect to receive. Um, tell me more about that. Yeah, it's it's a mentality, I think, uh, you know, give without expecting to receive because then you have no expectations. You mm -hmm. can't be let down. You can't be hurt. And then if something good does come back, you know, regardless of whatever the, the stipulation of that giving is um, – it's just an extra blessing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and if you can help somebody, I found too, uh, there's this limit that I, I, when I was younger, I would give and give and give. And then I, at the end of the, you know, fiscal year, whatever you want to call it, uh, end of the year, I didn't have anything left to give. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to start all over again. And now I can't help. So I realized whether that's, you know, financially, whether that's my time, my energy, mm -hmm. um, whatever it is to give to the point where it doesn't hurt me. Yes. And what happens over time is, you know, when you keep that for yourself, you're able to get more and then you can give more. So that threshold kind of just grows over time. And that's something I'm grateful I learned uh, and that I've adopted into my own life. But yeah, it, when you don't, when you just give, like I've, I've found that you get blessed in ways that you didn't even expect, you know? That's interesting. And you just said that learning boundaries is actually a huge skill set. Yeah. And that's something you learn as you get older. Because you have to be constantly put in situations where you have to say no and pick and choose. And like you said, then you become depleted and you can't give anything. And um, infectious energy is the greatest yeah. gift. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can name a, a handful of friends um, and yourself as well now uh -huh. uh, that you get around someone and their energy just lifts you up. You're excited yeah. to see them, you know. And um, I know I haven't always been that person because of my struggles with depression mm -hmm. and whatever it may be. But uh, – to, to get to that point and to always know that, you know, you can create a safe space for somebody, even if it's just a friendship, whatever it may be, uh, you can help people and, and you know, you have the best intentions for everyone else around you. Like, I don't, I'm not going out in the world saying, what can I take and what give, give, give me, give me, give me, you know, like it's, it's no, what can I, what can I give? And I'm going to keep working on my stuff. And every now and again, you know, something great comes back to me, like that letter, you know, from, uh, from history of the world part two, like, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. It doesn't matter where my life or my career takes me. Uh, I'm always going to remember those moments, you know. How did you get to a place where you did battle depression to being in such a positive place? And you feel it sounds like you're in such you're so comfortable in your own skin and you love just yeah. celebrating that and giving back. How did you get there? Uh, lots of years of mm -hmm. study and uh, self-realization, I think you could say. Um, I, I love self-help books. Mm -hmm. You know, I love knowing how I work and how I tick and. Uh, and also battling that too. I, I've known always to just stay positive as positive as you can, because our minds can really sometimes play tricks on us and, uh, finding those things like that ground you, um, 
and, and sometimes, you know, whether that's motorcycle riding for me, whether that's uh, uh, working out is a major one. I know I need to get that in every day, no matter mm-hmm. no matter what I'm doing, um, even if it's just a walk. Right. Yes. But it's finding those things for me that help me stay level and uh, uh, and realizing how the outside world and also, you know, nutrition and, and mm-hmm. sleep and everything affects me because it's all it's all interconnected one way or another. And, and uh, if your diet's terrible, it's going to mm-hmm. affect your sleep. It's going to affect your hormones. It's going right. to affect the way you, you know, every, how you show up and, and fixing those little things because we're all unique on our own way. Um, but I think the mindset part of it is realizing when you react to certain things and, and what causes you to react to stuff and, and, uh, and what you can do every day to change that. You know, there's breathing techniques that, that yeah. can calm you in seconds. You know, there's uh, ice baths and, and saunas that can and shock your nervous system and change the way, you know, you show up in the world and, and for a positive way. And uh, just finding those things and combining all the stuff that works for you, you know. Also, visualization is a good one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Is there one book that you'd recommend that you think everyone should read? Um, there's, Asking for a friend, a.k.a. I'm writing this down. Yeah, yeah, write it down. <laughs> um, one of my favorites, which I found is not popularized very much uh, over my years of finding these types of books, is uh, Three Magic Words by U.S. Anderson. It's kind of like what I found. It's, it was written in like 1952, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's almost like, you know, the stuff like The Secret and, and you know, yeah. uh, Thinking Grow Rich and all that stuff are kind of adopted in one way or another from what I found out of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes deep in, in basically uh, what I would say every facet of your life. So it's a, it's an interesting read. It's a fascinating read to me. And, and um, if, if, yeah, enjoy Thank it. Thank you. If you can, yeah, that's a good Have one. Have you read The Tools? Tools of the Titans? or No, just The just Tools. The tools? No. It's by uh, Phil Stutz and Jonah Hill just did a documentary. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he was he is his therapist. Yep. So he's the author of this book. That's um, amazing. And I read this book years ago and I, I love it because it basically says you have the tools. Like you have everything you need. And it's just about learning how to tap into them and yeah. to utilize those tools. So that's, that's a book that I, I recommend that. that I love. I feel like you'd like it. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Okay. We have a lightning round called Deep Cuts. Are you prepared? I, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Name a song, album, or artist that changed your life. Uh, I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult question. It yeah. is a difficult question. Um, song, album, or artist that saved my you said save my life. It changed your life, or Seo uh, Sin, honestly, emo. Nice. Emo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great choice. Yeah, they were. Uh, they came out with this album um, that I heard it at the exact time I needed to hear it, and I was going through some real heavy stuff, and it was just like uh, you know the song "You're Not Alone." Of course. And, yeah, it was. A, it was a great one. Amazing. Yeah. Wait, this is really. This yeah. is the whole like eye-opening experience. Yeah. Yes, that was a great time of music. Awesome. Um, first concert. First concert. Oh. That's a wow. I don't I can't even pin that. Um or maybe any concert memory that really resonated. Yeah. Um I mean I, I went with my sister to a Royal Seco uh concert and that's where oh, That's cool. Yeah. Uh Robert Plant was playing and Alanis Morissette and uh, a bunch of like the lineup. Yeah, uh incredible incredible lineup of people. Yeah. Wait, by the way, I just had a memory of one of your posts. Every time you put you pick you've great music choice, one of the times yeah. was Matchbox 20. Oh, I love I was Matchbox. Like, I love you for that. Yeah, no, I love Matchbox 20. That's I an feel al- like you're so underrated. <laughs> well, right? yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, that's that's one album. There's a few albums that are out there that really you can listen to the whole thing and they never get yes. old. Um, they have one. I think The Used has one. Um, there's, the used, there's, there's so the many. The Used debut album was one of my favorite yeah. albums of all time. Same. That is how much. I used to run to that. I used to work yeah. out. I still work out to The Used. Yeah. The Used is actually a huge workout oh, same. band for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I used to skateboard, and so I grew up skating. And there's they're one of the staples that, like, when I really wanted to get a trick down, and I got in the flow because I'd skate a lot of uh, vert uh, pools and stuff yeah. like that. And, and I would just hit these perfect transitions and stuff, listening to the their music over and over. Yeah, so there's. Burma Crack is one of the best front men. I mean, they're yep. user great live, a really great live band. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You and I have to go see music together. Oh, we have to. Hundred yeah. yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, to I'm always down. Um, favorite movie. Fa- it's a tough Ooh, one. That tough is, one. That's harder than music. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Okay, I got it. Uh, and it's probably not what people would expect. It's Troy. Uh, with Brad Pitt. One, I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan. Uh, so there's that. But it's because of a line that Achilles says in the film. It's not because of the film itself, even though it is a great film. Uh, Achilles says, "I want what all men want. I just want it more." And so for that, that's always kind of been. 
you know, I'll, I'll give everything I have to, you know, uh, to get to where I want to go, you know. Which reminds me that I saw somewhere that you said you'd love to play the role of a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. You had me there. I was like, okay, swoon. <laughs> tell me, tell me more about that. Um, no, yeah, that's for me. I think uh, it would be a dream role. Like I, I, you know, my nieces, nephews, uh, I love them to death. I love kids. Just they're such, they're awesome. They're Aww. like, you know, they're the future too. You know, but I've always dreamed of having kids too, and. Um, I never really had that connection with my father. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like uh, it would be a fun way, uh, uh, maybe even a healing way to do yeah. something. I haven't really well, talked cathartic. about this too much. Yeah, cathartic in a way. But it's just it's also that that connection, you know, that I think would be so great on film that makes great films, too. You know, so uh, the dad one is definitely like on my list. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can be posted on that. Absolutely. Um <laughs> Is there a film or a TV role that you wish you played? Uh, I mean, there's a bunch, yeah. yeah. I mean, Chris Hemsworth did it great, but I would have done Thor just happily. You uh, know? He's the best. I, I, you can't Are top you a big that. fan? I mean, he's hey, a he's, massive, oh, massive fan. Oh, he's the man. Yeah, yeah. He's he's so talented. I've seen probably all majority of his, his films. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's that would be a fun one. Yeah. Just, just for the sake of like, I want to have my my nieces and nephews. Like I want to do the superhero one day more for them than it would be for right. me, you know. Um, and whatever that is, whether that is like a, a Achilles or uh, some stuff I'm working on, and um, that's a fun one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, good yeah. call. What's your favorite meal? Favorite meal? <laughs> Honestly, just chicken and rice. Okay, it's, it's like bodybuilding food. Yeah, but you mean like a? If not, I I I, I dive deep into some pizza. Yeah, some pizza. Now, is it like New York? Is it Chicago deep dish? Like, what are we talking about? Oh, it's all good. All of it. Yeah. Too. New no, York is awesome. Yeah. my One of my buddies, Max, in, lives in New York, and he just rips our pizza every time he comes out here. Um, I Look, I love LA. It's the worst yeah. for pizza. Yeah. It's very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm partial to New York pizza because I'm a New Yorker, but I love Chicago pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's two things that, yeah. New York and Chicago have great pizza. Yeah. Without really a doubt. Really good food in general. Yeah. And great restaurants. You have endless options. Yeah, it's true. Although uh, I do have a pizza oven and I'm like determined to become like a really good pizza maker. So I will invite you over for that. I'm so down. Yeah. Should we, do we have to like ship over some dough from yes. New York or something? All yes, right. the water. It's the water. The water. Yeah. Got it. Got it. If you were not an actor slash model, do you see how I put it? that way and not the other way around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I see Fabio's what you did there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I have a little funny little story about Fabio, actually. Tell me. Um, <laughs> I was working out at the gym and I remember uh, I, was, I was probably like six years ago, seven years ago. And all of a sudden I feel someone looking at me and I look in the mirror and I'm like, that uh hmm that's fabio that's it <laughs> that's so interesting that's so and so real. i do like an hour and a half workout um and obviously i got the long hair and, and muscles i'm like a younger version of him in a way i guess yeah. and um and i remember going in the locker room and i finished i just I just washed my hands and, and getting ready to leave and then i got that same feeling again i looked up and it was fabio and he didn't say a word to me you know, and he's just, he was just staring at he's me like for a second. creeping on you. I don't right? know if he was creeping, but it was like, it was like, it was just that perfect timing to where I was like, I caught that. And so he didn't say anything. And I was like, how's it going? And we started this whole combo and he was, he was extremely nice. And it was Aww. so funny. He was like trying to figure out what, who I was and what I was doing in, in, uh, in LA and everything. And I told him I'm an actor, you know, doing this yeah. whole thing. But, uh, ever since then it's been, you know, six, seven years. We all, we always say hi and everything. That's incredible. So it's like a, a friend that nobody knows is a friend of mine, you That's know, amazing. but, but, is but he it, tall? He's pretty tall. He's like 6'3", I think. Yeah. 6'2", yeah, 6'3". Six, six, well, I bet you he saw you and he saw a lot of himself in you and, you know, what you represent and as a symbol. Yeah. And I feel like... He let, me, he let me know quickly that his chest was bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love that though. Yeah, no, it's amazing. That's it pretty amazing. Oh, That's yeah, really yeah. great. Yeah, no, he seems like a really cool guy. Oh, that's beautiful. I'd love to see a photo of you guys. That'd be awesome. I, I'll, I'll get one one yeah, day. You should. Yeah, yeah. You should. Next time I see him. You really should do that. Um, do you collect anything? Ooh, do I collect anything? <laughs> survival gear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't I, I like knives actually. Cool. Yeah. I do, I do have a pretty good collection of knives, um, which I think are, are, you know, fun, useful tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Functional. Yeah. I mean, I love camping. I built out my truck to go over landing and kind of just disappear from the madness, get out of the yes, city life for a little yes. bit. I love to reconnect out there and, um, knives are probably one of the most useful tools you can have out in the woods and camping and stuff like that. So, that's really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I wish it was something cooler. Like my sister has the most insane record collection. Does she? Oh my gosh! Oh, I would love that. It's, I collect vinyl. Yeah, she's got so many. Um, but she's got everything. I can't even. I can't. Even, I'm like. She's a big music person. Oh, she loves That's music. That's so great. Yeah, even she's even more in tune with it than I am. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think my sister's is one of the coolest humans alive. But does she love Sayasin? Is the question because that's where you. That's have, the question. You yeah, have yeah. I, actually, I need to ask her that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. I love that time. Maybe we music. can have that, and that'll be our thing. You know. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course, that'll be ours. What is something your fans would be surprised to learn about you? Uh, something random, maybe that I would shave my head for a role. You would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be the right role. Because even as uh, Hulk Hogan, you like still did the cap and you were like in the chair for hours and hours. Oh, in- insane. It was uh, multiple days, but the day of filming, it was eight and a half hours alone. And we had done tons of prep to get to that point. So you imagine how long it took to hide this massive mop I got on my head. Uh, but the women who did it, they're award winning hairstylists. Yeah. They were just it was I couldn't figure out how they made it so flat. And it looked like I was bald, basically. And they'd done basically a cinnamon roll on the back of my head (laughs) with like 150 clips putting in there. It was crazy. That's interesting to know that you would do it for the right role. Yeah. You can at least donate your hair. Oh, I would do that for sure. Of course. Yeah. 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 I have no, I'm in no rush to do it. Um, I'm not wishing it to happen by any means. Um, But you would do it. Yeah. For the right role. I shaved my head once because I grew up with long hair for the most part. And uh, I shaved it once when I was like 16. And I was surfing every day, skateboarding. It was yeah. always getting my – I've had long hair my whole life at that point, And it was always getting in my face. And I was like, it's just driving me yeah. nuts right now. Uh, and so I shaved it. And the second it got like two inches in, I was like, oh, I messed up. Yeah. I made a mistake. And so my whole senior year, I had awkward hair because I was growing it out. The back, <laughs> you know? And nothing I could do about that. But um, it just – my hair grows so fast and it's just me, you know, it's yeah. a part of me, I think, I you know, and, and I have no, I just don't feel I'm a short hair guy. You know what I mean? If you could meet any celebrity dead or alive, who would it be? Mm, that's a good one. When I got person, I said Jesus. So there was that. But celebrity, um, Marlon Brando would be cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always been a big fan of his. Uh, he kind of made, you know, a pivotal uh, move for, for acting in general mm-hmm. for men. Uh, so I think he'd be a really cool one. That's just the first one that popped in my head. That's a great choice. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. Do you have a role model? I, I'm not going to say this, what Matthew McConaughey said, but he always said as himself 10 years from now, you yeah. know, I really love that speech. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the, in a way I, I've, I've had, I've had great conversations with people and, and they say, you know, there's always, Essentially, one of my friends who does therapy and does a, a bunch of really cool stuff, um, but he said there's essentially three versions of us. There's the child version, um, there's the warrior version, and then there's the Olympian version, which is the highest version of ourself, right? And I've always f- looked at that as, okay, am I showing up as the Olympian version? What would it take to get to that point? Who is that? You know, uh, really dis- discovering that and that would be me wanting me to be the best version of myself mm-hmm. always. So I think that is somebody I can look up to That's in a cool. way. Uh, another one would be uh, Tyler Perry, uh, yes. who gave me my first role. And, and I've had incredible conversation with him. And he he's just such an incredible human down to his core and, and what he does for people and how he shows up in the world. So, um, you know, I went from figuring out, trying to figure out how to make it and couch hopping for five years mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, a couple conversations with that guy changed my life. Um, wow. and then to this day, you know, he's, he's been just such a influence for people across the world. And yes, he is. the, the, you know, even the, if you watch any speech he gives really, but if you watch him, um, he really leaves, uh, some real nuggets for people to, to listen to and adopt into their life. Even his stories too, like his films, I sat with him one time um, and he, he was telling me how every film he does has the three F's. He calls them three F's. They're all about family, faith, and forgiveness. And so I love that that's, you know, mm-hmm. in his way of, of giving back too. So I think he's a, a great person to look up to as, to as well. He's a giver. Absolutely. He's a, giver. He's a wonderful person. Great, yeah, yeah. great choice. Yeah. Last but not least, what do you hope to achieve next? Yeah, I guess the same thing of just wanting to keep becoming a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Everything else is nice, uh, you know, making movies I love and, and you know, uh, all the other stuff that comes out of out of that world. But a friend of mine, uh, just to give some perspective on this, a friend of mine took me over to his grandfather's house one day and 
his grandfather had just sold a company for a billion dollars. And he looked at me and he just had one of his legs amputated and he's about to have his other one. His eyesight was going out. And, and I just remember him looking at me and him saying, he's like, I would, I would trade it all, give it all up to have what you have, to have your health. Yeah. And it gave me a perspective of like, you know, the flashing lights and, you know, the money and all that stuff that that's nice, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, but to be healthy yes. and to be happy and to have people you love around you is what I think is the most valuable thing. And, um, always trying to focus on that more than anything, you know? And the, like I said, the other stuff is nice. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, but for me, it's, it's about being happy. It's about, you know, being surrounded by love and, and giving love to people in my life and, um, showing up in that way. So that's the stuff that I think really matters. Yeah. You're an inspiration. <laughs> I, know, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I can just, just listen to you talk. Um, I feel the same way and I, yeah. I feel like you and I are kindred spirits. I'm so glad we connected. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for being a, a great influence, a lover of rock and roll and yeah. everything else. And it's it's absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. Let's rock. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had to. I had no. to. I had to. <laughs> I, I always look for uh, uh, friends who, because um, I'll hear the same stuff over and over. Yeah. And that one, not so much. Um, <laughs> I do dad jokes. No, it's, I, I love dad jokes. I love the dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. But people come up with different, you know, stuff for my name. I'll hear broccoli all the time. I hear whatever. But Brock and Roll is a fun one. Or Rock and Roll. Brocky Road. And like, yeah. uh, you, there's a list of stuff. So whenever I hear one like that. Did I wrong. coin Let's Brock? That's great. I love it. I need to. Uh, I need Let's to Brock. You yeah. heard it here first. That's my next podcast. That's, Let's that's the name of the next podcast. Oh my God, yes. It's awesome. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So good. I swear that the whole let's Brock thing was not premeditated. It actually just came out on its own. And I thank you for bearing with me and my dad jokes. But how awesome is Brock? He truly is an inspiration. He really motivates me, not just in the gym, but as a, an entrepreneur and a self-made person. I just love hearing him speak. And I was like definitely taking notes on all of his mantras. He's amazing. It is now time for my sound advice. New music you need to know on the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist. You can find the link to that in the show notes or at allisonhagendorf.com. I'm kicking it off with Pierce the Veil. They have a new album out called The Jaws of Life, their fifth studio album, and features Brad Hargraves from Third Eye Blind on drums. Huge congrats to the band's frontman, Vic Fuentes, who just gave birth to his little daughter, Violet. And it is no surprise my favorite song on the album is called Pass the Nirvana. Thanks so much as a Canadian artist doing his own thing. This song was massive on TikTok, but the music is so much more than a viral moment. I love what he's doing. It's new, it's fresh, but it pays homage to grunge and punk. And I feel like this song could have been on the 1996 train spotting soundtrack. That's how much I love it. Give this song Spit in My Face by Thanks So Much a listen. Next is the band Reckling, who are currently on tour with Fiddler and Lily. What a lineup. Front person Kelsey Reck is influenced by bands ranging from Bad Religion to Hole, L7, and Nirvana. This song is literally about a girl who spit in her face because she didn't like her. But this song is all about rising above the negativity. Check it out. It's Reckling's song called Spitter. That's my sound advice this week. You can find them all on the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist. It's on every platform. The link is in the show notes and on allisonhagendorf.com. Thank you so much for being part of the Allison Hagendorf Show. New episodes drop every Friday morning, so make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can also watch the show on Instagram and YouTube. I would love to hear from you, so please like, comment, rate, review, whatever you're feeling, and reach out to me on socials at Allie Hagendorf. I would love to connect with you. Thanks again. I'll see you next week, and remember, you're a rock star.